We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Hi, this is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Today, again, is our co-host or my co-host, uh, Eric Yoon of Standout Marketing. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Hey, Robert. Good morning. It's a black t-shirt day, huh? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Well, actually, I was going to wear. Day is was, yeah, I was going to wear a shirt over over this actually, but uh, yeah, I didn't didn't get around to it. Um, hey, how you, how you doing this weekend, or how you doing this Monday morning? Pretty good. We had a um, conference this past weekend, and um, still, well, last night kind of recovered from it, so I'm ready for today. Ready for this hey, week? You watch the watch the All Star Game. Is that what you were doing, recovering? I did recovering from our loss. And that, that was a bummer. I just don't like <laughs> team LeBron's on unless he comes to the next year. Then, yeah, yeah, he's your enemy until he's on your team. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Hey, thanks for joining me again. And uh, today's title is is keeping it real or keep it real. Um, so it's really about how to do marketing the right way and how to do marketing in a way that builds trust. And so um, I found in, in my years of marketing big corporations and even I've been, been consulting with small, medium-sized businesses that um, conducting marketing in a way that is authentic to the business, authentic to the owner, um, mm-hmm. builds trust with the customers. You know, too many times I see marketing becomes too manipulative. It's more transactional. You're just trying to get customers in a door, um, not intent on building long-term trust with the customer. So therefore, there's... There becomes no real connection or no real relationship is built. It's more just a transactional thing. Um, and it's really out of the relationships that you build that word repeat and loyal customers are created. So when you're just doing marketing in a way that just transactional, just trying to get people in the door, just trying to people get excited and come in and, and purchase your product or service, no real uh, relationships really built. But when, when marketing is done from an authentic way, um, that starts to build trust. And I think that's what the topic is today. And that's what we're going to dive into is how, how do you do marketing? What does authentic doing marketing in an authentic way even mean? <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, you know, especially you hear just this term authenticity thrown around a lot these days. Um, and, but what does that even really mean? So that's what we're going to explore today, Eric. So you ready? Yes, I am ready. I'm excited about this. My favorite things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially since uh, your business is standout marketing. So marketing is obviously mm-hmm. part of it. And so what I love about what you do too is exactly that, is you try to help your customers um, do marketing and you, you try to tell their story in an authentic way um, that builds trust with the customer. So you want to go ahead and mm-hmm. kick it off, Eric? You, I think you know, uh, we talked earlier and you, I think you had an example you want to start with and, and we'll go from there. Yeah, um, I think one, well, there's a definition of marketing from businessdictionary.com and it says it's the management process through which goods and services move from concept to the customer. I always think of, I think there's like really authentic marketing is that word concept. I think of like conception. It's like, where did it come from? 
why was it born in the first place, right? Why were these goods and services born? You know, and usually it's born out of, um, out of the vision or the heart, you know, something emotional and, and, and a real deep rooted purpose of the owner or CEO or whoever it is, you know, and so real marketing should be, I think, communicating the heart behind why it was um, concepted, I guess, the, the good or service was concepted in the first place. And that's really how you land into the heart of the customer on the other end. You know, and so many times marketing, we use tools, we focus on the tools or the medium so much. But really, especially with today, like, um, there's so many tools and mediums available. It's not just like three channels that you have to go through to be seen, right? It's not just TV commercials and billboards and magazine and newspaper, but there's thousands, you know, there's so many platforms. Like I have a guy who, who sells um, my stuff for me that I don't want anymore. And I always think of just Craigslist and Facebook marketplace and maybe like two other things, but he has like 50 platforms that he posts on right, to sell my stuff. And he was able to um, sell, like my camera, I've been trying to sell it for months at like a low price and he sold it at a higher price within a couple of weeks, you know? And so um, just things like that, like we, we, there's so many mediums out there, you know, but more than focusing on the mediums and I think even the um, strategy, which is obviously important, this is a huge part of what I do, but the most important thing is to really be able to articulate and identify um, the why of why your uh, uh, good or service exists, you know, and then really um, the whole trail should be, should have a footprint of the why, right? Um, every detail of um, the, the feel of your website, right? And the, the um, um, even the channel that you go on in the first place, right? Like it, it should all point back to the concept and the purity of why this thing exists or why your company exists. Yeah, which is great because that's a, a title of this podcast is Purpose and Profitability. So the purpose is really the why. So everything that we do um, to build a profit in our business has to come from the why. So including marketing. Um, so you have an example of uh, someone who maybe didn't do it right. So we can yeah, kind of like, give the contrast and then we can talk about how to do it well. <laughs> one company and it's, um, and their product is more on uh, preventative care, like uh, trying to prevent um, foot pain and back pain and postural instability. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also it, it's helped um, with medication as well with, uh, they have tons of, um, you know, customers with that, but you know, so they, um, and they're, they're a client I'm working with and we're doing videos and, um, different social media things and stuff like that. But um, one, one thing they came with, you know, at first was, oh, they liked this idea of Dollar Shave Club. You know, how they were being very, uh, just like really funny, really charismatic. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's like kind of their brand. But, and um, they, they uh, sent me the link of this report on how well it did. And, mm-hmm. and it's good. Like, I'm glad, you know, like the, the research, you know, they're researching and all these things. But at the same time, you know, um, I was looking at just like their owner and just kind of the feel of who they are as a company. And they're more about like, even the language they use, it's not everyday person language, right? It's like, they use very scientific terms and the languages, that's who, that's just who the owner is, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, instead of trying to use a, a, a model that worked for someone else, I said, you know, um, even if this works and you get a bunch of sales, like long run, if you're going to try to sustain this, it's going to be kind of difficult because you're almost 
trying to uh, build a strategy and, and market and brand based, like you're branding someone else's character <laughs> rather mm-hmm. than really branding who you are as a business, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's when I proposed, you know, why don't we make some educational videos and say, let's make a series of videos and say, Hey, for this foot pain, these are some DIY treatments you can do at home. Right. Mm-hmm. And then just things that are resources that just flow out of who the person is naturally. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I asked certain questions about the owner and, you know, we found out like the, the owner, you know, just really loves feet. Like he has a passion <laughs> for feet, like when people are in foot pain, if like he has such compassion for people with foot pain, you know, I'm like, Oh, then yeah. this is the kind of thing that we need to make, you know? Um, and Dollar Shave, the way that works, it works for them because if you watch their CEO or their uh, the founder um, on any interview, that's just how he is. Like he yeah. uses everyday language that people are entertained by. You know, he can be yeah. like, and so that works for them. We just need to find out, you know, what's at the heart, of what you do. And I always see it as like a Venn diagram. Here's like, um, like your interests right here, or like your uh, values and all those things. And then here, right in this circle, is. Um, the things that uh, really interest and grab the attention of other people, right? Mm-hmm. And can really uh, hook their heart. And mm-hmm. then so you need know, to really write all these stuff down. Like this is the stuff we're passionate about. These are our values. These are our goals. And then, and then why are people on Facebook? What do people value? What grabs people's attention? And then any place that those, um, those two circles meet, that's where you really, that's kind of um, your kind of goldmine as far as what you want to market. Yeah. You know, and that is um, natural. You, you, you said something about that. He was very passionate about foot pain or people in pain. Do you know where that came from? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, like he, in, in, I mean, he has lots of studying, you know, just in, uh, in his background, a lot of, a lot of education. And so when he, he's a, he's a doctor, he's a foot doctor and that's his practice. And uh, I know um, he came to a point where there's some, there's a lot of foot pain and a lot of the things that he's learned that he's learned in school just wasn't working. And so he was just really frustrated um, with that. And so um, he just started researching different things and testing different things. And now he came with, I don't know if if there was like a a kind of like he had an experience and that, you know, that made him be able to understand, but. um, Yeah. That'd be interesting to ask him if there was any personal experience, whether it's him or a family member or a close friend or something like that. Cause a lot of times when people are very passionate about what they do, it usually comes from some kind of personal experience. Yeah. So, you know, you start talking about authenticity and, and, um, building a trusted brand. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when people, when you understand that part, even if you're not necessarily communicating that to the public saying, Oh, this is why he does what he does. Although it certainly wouldn't hurt. Um, you know what, now I think about it. Yeah, there was, um, there was something that they actually did make a video on that. It's kind of like Uh, a cartoon video, but something happened when he was a kid. I don't remember. But yeah, they do have a video. But yeah, no, that's that's totally true. <laughs> yeah, so maybe kind of bring resurface that and maybe redo some of the that's some true, of the video yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, you know, because yeah. that leads to another situation, another example that actually we're both involved when in mm-hmm. is that um, you know we have a an accounting firm client that we're sharing, and we're helping. Mm-hmm. We just did finished a rebrand, and now we're doing some of the markings, um, doing some of the marketing campaigns for her, and so. You got this sweet, uh, sweet Chinese lady, um, you know, very, um, seems very just soft, sweet, soft spoken, but she's also much, very much of a tiger, especially when it comes to um, protecting her clients' um, assets and income, you know, so she's an, a, a tax, she's an accountant, um, tax accountant, and, and so she provides a lot of accounting, bookkeeping, and, and tax services. Um, so one of her, she's just very, 
passionate about helping her clients and really protecting her clients' assets and not so they don't pay more than they really need to, right, to the, mm-hmm. to the IRS and to the government. And so one of the things about her mm-hmm. when I was interviewing her initially was trying to get her story, figure out, you know, how did she get start, started in accounting and, you know, what is it about this that she really enjoys and why? And so her story goes back to when she lived in China. Her, her parents were born and raised there. She was born there as well. Um, her parents were pretty well off at the time. Mm-hmm. And this was when communism was at its peak. And so they lost all their assets. Um, the government just took all their assets, took, took mm-hmm. all their property. And so they basically were living in, in poverty. And so that's kind of how she grew up. That's what she remembered. And so, you know, fast forward, they immigrate to the U.S. and she grows up here. She gets educated here. And then a series of things lead to another. And then she starts this accounting firm with no real accounting background. Um, But just through learning, trial and error and stuff, she built this practice over 10 years that's doing very well locally. So I told her, I said, oh, so really your passion protect your clients' assets really comes from your memory from your dad. Mm -hmm. Now, her dad passed away, unfortunately, when she was very young, so she didn't really get to know him as well. So really, she knew him through the stories that her mom told her. Mm -hmm. But it was that that thing that happened in the past that she wasn't even, she didn't have any real, um, real vivid memory about, but that was the thing that drove her in her accounting practice. And so even for her, she was a little surprised when I, I connected that. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, so, and so she's got this, you know, like, like I said, she's, she's this Chinese lady, very sweet. But you should look at her. She's very, just very sweet, soft-spoken. But all of a sudden, when it comes to her business and to her clients, mm-hmm. uh, well, I call her the I said tiger earlier, but I call her mama bear. I said, no, she's very much like the mama bear. She gets up. She goes, well, if, if somebody uh, she feels is, is being forced to pay more than they really need to, then she just rises up. And so she's very, very um, successful what she does in, you know, helping overturn some of these tax judgments and so forth, but also just how she does accounting. She's very passionate and she passes that down to her employees or staff or other staff accountants and bookkeepers. um, And they just have a great, uh, just a trusted brand. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of her background. And now we're, you know, you and I are, are going into developing this campaign for her. So you want to speak to anything about that, Eric, since you've gotten to know this business? Yeah, I don't remember um, a story in, about, about her past, but that, um, but that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, even some of the videos that we're planning to do, like, like one of them, and I, I think we're still trying to work on like if if we're really going to do this, but yeah, those are the kind of videos I want to make. It's almost like this like emotionally. It, I feel a cor- correlation of when people are bullied and you see that as an injustice and you want to, you want to come in and bring justice into that situation, yeah. you know? And I feel like that's the kind of feel that we go for is like, it's like that same thing of like, there's an injustice, like someone in higher power is trying to take advantage but <laughs> yeah. have a way where you can stand up to that and is to know the facts and know your numbers and, you know, and, um, figure out how you could protect, you know, what, what is, um, like legally yours, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like the whole feel, I think, you know, we're trying to create. And so I know like for, um, like one video, like we were, we were talking about, that would be super fun is like, like some of our clients are like, they have their wallet and then like a robber steals her wallet and then like, she'll come in a superhero outfit. <laughs> and that's part of our brand too. And I think you developed that even before I came, but the superhero thing, yeah wearing a cape and then you have a, like your kid on your shoulders and you know 
it's kind of the brand, but she comes in like a superhero uniform and like, you know, beats up the robber or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then also um, just little things like, you know, even with the font, when we were talking about it, there's like the font pairing is there's a really bold logo, exact text. It's like the boldest, you know, uh, version of the font, like weight of the font. And then um, there's, <clears throat> you know, under that on the slogans, we use kind of thinner, more small. And that shows kind of like a balance of, you know, she'll fight when she has to, but she's also very, um, you know, she, she keeps to herself what she has mm-hmm. to. She knows what she, she needs to be. Yeah, that's, that's what I like about that. The, the superhero image we were coming up with, because it's kind of like the Clark Kent and Superman thing. So, you know, her, mm-hmm. her alter ego is the Clark Kent where she's very sweet <laughs> you know, on the outside and all that. But when it comes to her clients and protecting her clients and doing the business, all of a sudden she kind of transforms. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so, and you know, even the, in the corniness of the video you're talking about it, like some people might be listening going, well, I, I can't do that. And that's corny. And it's true. It might not be for them, but for her, for mm-hmm. our client, that's she loves that stuff. I mean, that's her. She's very fun, and she, she's like, let's go for it. And so it's true to her, right? Everything mm-hmm. we're talking about is really true to her, her personality, the way she sticks up for her clients, but also her ability and desire to have fun as she's doing mm-hmm. the serious and kind of, you know, accounting is not necessarily the sexy type of business, but yet she brings this kind of fun uh, atmosphere to it as well. Yeah, and like, yeah, and talking about fun, I think like fun is just a suit, like a really important thing in general, like no matter how serious or how, um, how much of like a party animal someone is, like everyone's attracted to fun, you know, and I think there's nothing more fun in your own life that consistently you can have fun than being yourself and performing out of a place and knowing who you are. Yeah. You know, that's the most fun thing. And even for my business, for a standout, uh, when I was thinking about, I can do marketing for other people, but I can't do marketing for myself. And still, I'm going to lock this because I'm so busy, you know I mean? Yeah. That's how everyone is. But, you know, but um, when I started talking to you about my marketing and we kind of nailed down to the why I do what I do, because I know I like to do it, but a lot of times I don't know why. And you helped me point me back to a story when I was a kid and, um, and then when I started and then out of that, I was kind of seed planted and this whole tree grew and I was like, Oh, this is why and then marketing was like, it was almost like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, I could do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this because it's yeah. like, if I'm, if you're, if you're trying to uh, strategize marketing out of a place of, okay, I really know who I am. I can articulate, it's articulated, it's solidified. Then, you know, the options are endless and it becomes fun and then people can, pick up on that. Like when you produce marketing material that, that you, they could see right away that you're having fun, you're thriving and you're shining doing it. And it just attracts them to want to work with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. oh, yeah, no funds. That's that's all about. I mean, you gotta have yeah. fun. You gotta play hard, <laughs> you know, work hard and play hard for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were saying earlier too, before we got on the air about how um, you're talking about your, your, the way you market, but also the way you did your sales calls and mm-hmm. how you had an idea of how, you know, people in your industry, how they conduct their sales calls and, and, mm-hmm. and all that. And you've kind of, you kind of have shifted a little bit. Talk to me about that. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, um, and still when I go into meetings, you know, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever stop, but there's always kind of like that, my heart beats, you know, for it. And I'm kind of mm-hmm. nervous and, you know, um, but you know, at first when I started, I would do a lot of research on like, you know, I read books on like how to close a sale and like all these, on, you know, on like <laughs> on how yeah. to conduct yourself and even what to wear and all these things. And, yeah. you know, and I think that's, that, that is important to a level, but 
that too, it should, it should branch out of knowing who you are and can't look up books. Like I mm -hmm. invest way more in finding out who you are, you know, than mm -hmm. like looking at other people's practices, you know, mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. um, for me and I, I, and when I, when the times that I've, I've tried to do that and use other people's formula, it always flops. I think one, because I'm trying to perform out of, um, someone else's like model. Mm -hmm. you know and people can pick up on like me not being myself and it's like yeah. if i can't even trust myself how is how are they going to trust me you know right, like exactly. if i can't trust who i am why would they trust who i am you exactly. know and i, I think subconsciously we do that too it's like we just know like there's just something off here and i don't mm -hmm. want to be a part of it yeah, you know exactly and but you know like i've had meetings where i fumble my words like crazy because sometimes my brain moves too fast and i can't like talk too well and yeah. when i write i feel like i'm a lot more eloquent than when i talk mm -hmm. you know <laughs> but yeah, yeah. better with my um you know like i fumble with my words and like you know i'm just really honest about hey and i'm like i can't do this i can't do this this is what i love and you know i'm just honest um that's a key thing just honest and try to you know be who i am and um that works a lot better you know than anything i think people mm -hmm. you just appreciate that trust and that's the thing like if people people trust you you'll you know be way more likely to have their business and i look at mm -hmm. for me and apple as a customer of apple too like um for the longest time like i trusted apple because i liked that apple was like a it was like this tree that like steve jobs heart planted you know <laughs> like it was like it was like his heart it was a seed and then there's like this big old beautiful tree and i just like to eat from that tree kind of you know like yeah 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 and i think i don't know maybe it was an evil one but anyways <laughs> like, you know like even when they came out with crazy stupid stuff that made no sense to me like when they started getting rid of you know certain plugs i'm like okay like that's really inconvenient that I have to pay an eight, extra $80 for an adapter. But I still like being a part of this community, you know, that that's created. And and I'm starting to see a shift because I kind of knew that, like, you know, after the, the time was, or the, the surpassed that, I was like, okay, I don't know how much longer because I like this because it was Steve Jobs, you know, thing, but, you know, and he, I, yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm not liking the way it's going. <laughs> it's so... Uh, Thinking about switching right now, but anyways, <laughs> so, so plug for Samsung now. Um, I know. Right? So you're you, so you <laughs> talked about um, yeah, you know, being being very authentic to who you are, and even in a mm -hmm. sales call, which is obviously very much part of, of marketing. At least in my view, a lot of times companies separate marketing and sales, but you know, it's really they're, they need to be combined as one department. Because, yeah. uh, you know, sales is really just closing off what you're closing a deal and what you started with the marketing. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, you talked about, um, you know, not trying to copy every, any, anybody else's formula, which is true. So, yes, we do. There are principles involved that we all have to abide by as far as what, what, what makes a good sales call, right? There's yeah. a, a nice opener that engages the customer. You start mm -hmm. to prepare to tell them what you're going to talk to them about, and then you tell them in some detail, and then you close at the end and kind of summarize and then see if they're, they're ready to buy. But in that process, it has to be your own way of doing it. It's a, your own way of conveying and communicating right. your own value, right? It's not by um, somebody else's so somebody else's way. And even for what I'm doing here with this podcast, I mean, the way I got to do, want to do the Facebook Live, you know, when I first was doing the podcast, when I started back in, in October, 
you know, I'd interview some people, um, but then there'll be off weeks when I'm not interviewing somebody, but I'm just sharing an aspect of business, whether it's marketing or finance or what have you. And it was, it was when I was just, it was when it was just me and the mic, you know, the microphone, not mic a person, but the microphone, um, it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking through, man, I got to, I got to do this thing different. How do I do this thing different? And, you know, it goes back to thinking through, you know, what is my strength? When, am, when am I the most comfortable mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. the most comfortable when I'm having a discussion with somebody. And so mm-hmm. my creativity flows out of a back and forth with somebody else. Yeah. And so even as we're discussing, you know, I wasn't planning to even share this part of the story, but just because of our, our discussion with you as a you're sharing, now I'm sharing back to, you know, how I got, got to do yeah. Facebook Live. It's like, that's how I reached out to you. Eric was like, hey, you know, when I'm not interviewing someone, you just want to be like my co-host and we'll just bounce, bounce stuff off each other. Yeah, <laughs> um, because that's when my creativity flows too. Because when it was just me and the microphone, I got stuck in the script. I was so worried mm-hmm. about the script and what I need to cover that it didn't flow very well. I'm listening, you know, I'm listening back, and I'm like, one, I you hit listen to yourself anyway. But then when I'm hearing it, it's just choppy and it's not flowing, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so certainly, you know, the person on the other end is probably experienced a similar thing. So. This, you know, this format for me was just more comfortable because that's how I flow best. And so, yeah. yeah, it goes back to even when you're, when, as you're doing things, you got to think back to what is your strength? When am I at my best? Mm-hmm. And how do I arrange my marketing and communicate that in, the sen- in, a, in a way that's, you know, communicating my best or doing, I'm doing it in a way that's uh, reflective of that. So, so yeah, even sales calls, absolutely. Yeah. You got to think about that as when, when am I at my best? How can, right. I, how can I do things that brings out the best of me? Yeah. So uh, we're, we're coming up to the to, to nine o'clock here. So any other um, last thoughts about, about marketing, keeping it real and, you know, doing things out of an authentic way? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like Because if you don't, I do. <laughs> What's that? No, I said if you, because if you don't, I do, but go ahead. Oh yeah. Just, I mean, I just kind of like want to bounce off what you said about having, um, having a strategy, like having a game plan still when you go into a meeting, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, um, even for me, like I picked up definitely a lot of tools on the way, like when I did my research and it's still good. I'd say, um, there's the concept of like, like fake it till you make it. Right. (laughs) And I think like in all creativity, like when you're trying to create, right. Even if you're trying to create from a pure place, you know, a lot of times when you just learn other people's stuff, it still um, equips you so that when you find out who you are as you find in, in that adventure, you're like, oh, I can actually use that. And you just pull that out of there, you know, and like use it. But as long as the foundation is who you are, you know, and so, uh, um, yeah, and so I think that's really good. Still have a game plan, you know, be in control, yeah. you know, you want to know what you're doing. And, um, well, maybe next week we'll have to talk about the sales call. Yeah, you know, I was a sales trainer, you know, back in my own company. That's one of the things I did was a sales trainer. Um, And what I found is just like what we're talking about doing marketing authentic way, um, doing sales in authentic way is also very important. And I found that when you do sales right, um, it's it's actually very easy. It's it actually just flows just Mm -hmm. nicely because you're doing it out of who you are. Um, Yes, there's a process we follow, but at the end of the day, you've got to, as you're in front of the customer, a potential customer, how do you do it in a real way, right? And so how do you increase that close rate, you know, when you're in front of the customer? So maybe we'll talk about that next week. 
Um, I'll listen about that next week. Cause I'm gonna <laughs> well, we can chat. We can, you know, we can talk about, <laughs> Hey, we, you know, what are, you can be my case study or, Hey, well, we'll just talk yeah. about, okay, how do we make your sales calls better? Because, you know, obviously if you, if you do better, I'll, I'll do better sometimes too. So <laughs> since we work together a lot, um, yeah. but, uh, you know, I'll end with this, you know, I have another client uh, in, in the past who was an assisted living facility uh, pretty close by. Mm-hmm. And it was a great thing when I interviewed them and got their story, um, you know, it was, it was a really amazing thing. And so when I was uh, getting a sense of the facility, so their facility is what they call a continuing um continuing community so what happens is they have everything from independent living all the way to um, assisted living and nursing home care so basically even if you're still well you can live on your own they have the independent living side but as your health changes your health needs changes they can transition you into other aspects of their facility when you need more higher level care so as i was getting to know them and and know the organization and even know their residents um, it was really, it was really interesting. I mean, their residents, I mean, there were people that, you know, worked on, you know, rock, I mean, literally rocket scientists and they've created all kinds of stuff. And, you know, there's residents that had all these patents and high level business people as, as well as missionaries. I mean, it was just a whole gamut of, mm-hmm. of residents. And it was really fascinating to see the accomplishments that the residents have. And one of the things that the marketing director told me is that, you know, one of the things they tried to do community they try to build is a community that's there not just to retire and die, but it's really for them to continue to live out their purpose. So even mm-hmm. though they're people retired and so forth, but it's not just there to just to hang out and wait um, mm-hmm. to their numbers up, but it's really how do they foster a community that still helps people live out their purpose? And so what we found was that they have a coffee shop there, they have a jewelry store, chaplaincy service, wood shops, mm-hmm. they have all these different services that the residents can get involved with. But it's not just also just to be a hobby, but a lot of times they're actually doing business outside with the community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're mentoring, you know, um, high school kids or college kids. And there's, there's a whole lot of things that are going on in this, this community. And it's a very wow. vibrant community. And even the facility, it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's not like you're just walking into this <clears throat> nursing home. Yeah. They've got, um, they've got these little bungalows all over the place and they've got these duplexes and then they've got these little apartment buildings. And then they've got this more high, like not a high, I mean, it's not a high rise, it's four stories, but for that community, it's kind of a high rise four story, you know, um, apartment building. So even the, the residents, the, the, um, the, um, the living facilities are so different. And so they're buildings that were built in 1900s, you know, all the way to the newest building, which is the four story apartment building, which was built about four or five years ago. Um, and it's just a, it's just, it's just like walking into a neighborhood mm-hmm. and the residents help each other and they're, you know, they're, so it's not just the staff that's helping the residents, but the residents help each other too. So if people have needs or if they're health, they have health issues. I mean, residents are checking up on each other. I mean, it's a whole community. And so the company actually sets aside 10% of their income for residents when they run into financial troubles and can't pay their bill. Because it, and it's, it's a, actually, a, it's a, it's a pretty high cost uh, facility. It's definitely a little bit for people of higher net worth. But they, their goal, their motto is never to have to basically kick anybody out. So once you're in, you're in. And even if your financial situation changes, they have funds set aside to help cover that. And then even the residents, they do a lot of fundraisings and stuff just for that as well to, to add into that, 
that pool of money. And so the video series that one, so when we're doing helping them through this rebrand, the video series that we did was basically, we just wanted to capture the stories of the residents. Mm. So why would somebody want to live here? Well, get a picture of who these residents are. They're not people that are just waiting to die. They're actually people that are vibrant. They're living. They're still living out their purpose. They're helping each other. They're helping out the community. I mean, it's just, it was just a fascinating thing. In fact, I remember on the first day of the shoot, you know, my, my videographers are like, how do you, how do you live here? How, so how do you get to live here? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. when you're, when you're interviewing, not, we, not just the residents we interviewed, but we interviewed some of their kids. And so just wow. the stories, you're like, wow, this place is awesome. <laughs> it's like, and it really was. And we we're got to know people. Old. <laughs> yeah, it was. We were, we were trying to, I was like, man, we got to share this story. This is the brand. This isn't just a retirement community. Yeah. I mean, this is a place to get involved, to be involved and to be cared for. And so you don't have to be involved. I mean, you just, you know, if someone just wants to sit there and really does just want to be, just be and not do, there's certainly, you can do that. But for people, this was for, this is really the, the ideal client for them are for residents that, that say, man, I don't want to just die. I want to keep going. <laughs> and so this is, yeah. this was the place for them. And it was amazing. Cool. So yeah, just uh, capturing their story. You know, when you hear their stories, when you hear the business stories and the, and the company stories, and you go, man, this is, you know, then you get an idea like what you've been sharing with your clients, even the clients that we share, we're sharing is how do we capture the essence of them through the marketing, mm-hmm. right? How do we capture that? And then that becomes transactional, becomes relational mm-hmm. because then the, they're, they're attracting the right customer. The customer says, oh, I want them because um, of their experience or their background or yeah, they get me, they understand me. Right. And so there becomes a much more of a deeper connection and much more of a relationship. It's not just a transactional thing. Yeah. That's cool because <clears throat> there is, I forget, I don't know if there's a psychological term for it, but there is this thing, like a truth to that. When you really get to a really deep part of your heart and uh, you're able to convey that always, people can connect with that because there's just something when we really get to the heart of, you know, the depth of our heart and we communicate that people catch on to it and they're able to, it, just naturally goes heart to heart when we're mm-hmm. able to articulate it yeah. because, you know, we, we all have really similar things, you know, in our heart and it definitely resonates with people. Oh yeah. That, know, and that emotional really connection weird. is huge. Yep. Really weird. Yeah. Really weird way. So cool. Well, Eric, Hey, thanks again for joining me this Monday morning. Thank you. This it's is always, always <laughs> yeah, it's always a great way to start the week. Um, and thanks everyone for listening again to the purpose and profitability podcast. Uh, if you have any other business questions or topics you'd like to hear more or hear about, go ahead and email me at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com. Or just go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability. For those of you that are listening on Facebook Live, you're already on there. So just go ahead and just um, put in your comments or questions in the post section. And then tune in next week as we go live once again. And maybe like this said earlier maybe we'll talk about sales and, and the sales process um next next week that's always fun for me to talk about as well but thanks again for listening this is robert fakui and my ghost my co-host eric yoon of standout marketing remember purpose plus profit equals transformation god bless everyone thank you for joining us today we hope you have enjoyed this podcast for more information please visit purposeandprofit.com